and welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. We have weekly discussions with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. And leave us a review while you're there so others can find the show too. My guest today is Haiying Tao. Haiying is an assistant professor in soil fertility and nutrient management in the Department of Crop and Soil Sciences. Haiying was born and grew up in Inner Mongolia. She came to the U.S. in 2002 and obtained her Ph.D. degree in soil fertility at the University of Connecticut in 2007. She worked on two large multi-state projects on nitrogen loss reduction and land application of livestock manure prior to joining WSU. She joined WSU in August 2015. Her research and extension focus at WSU is soil fertility and soil health management for dryland cropping systems. Hello, Haiying. Hello, Drew. So, tell us a little bit about um, one issue that's gotten a lot of press lately, and that is soil pH and soil acidity. Right. So, uh, first I would like to talk about what is soil pH and what is soil acidity. So, basically, soil pH is a measurement uh, of soil acidity. So, it measures the hydrogen content in the soil solution. So, when the hydrogen content in the soil solution is high, soil pH is low. So soil pH measures one component of soil acidity, which we call it active soil acidity. So in the soil, there is another component of soil acidity, we call it exchangeable soil acidity. So the Exchangeable soil acidity mainly is uh, the hydrogen and uh, aluminum on the CEC. So the reason I want to uh, emphasize there are two components of soil acidity in the soil is that so when farmers want to apply lime to increase soil pH and if they do not know that there is another component of soil acidity in the soil, they can be confused because um, when they get the numbers back for lime requirement um, for different soils, even if the start pH are different, are, are the same, excuse me, and the end pH are the same, but different soils, they will have different lime requirement. So that is mainly because the extendable acidity and soil buffer are different in different soils. So um, then the Pelosi area, so where naturally um, soil pH is neutral, which means uh, around seven-ish. So in so it has been um, acidified. And I have seen soil pH as low as 4.5 in the Pelosi area. 
but I have heard from other people that they have seen soil pH as low as low fours. Okay, and the pH scale is a logarithmic scale, right? So if you move from six to five, it's actually ten times. Yes, I, I get this right. Ten times more hydrogen, not just a little bit. It's a fairly big change. It is from, a huge change. Yes. Yeah. And you mentioned CEC earlier. Can you tell our listeners what CEC means for those that may not know? Sure. CEC is chiton exchange capacity. So your soils have clay minerals, have organic matter, uh, and those particles have net negatively charged sites. And those sites can attract or absorb uh, positive, positively charged ions. And those sites, we call them chiton exchange capacity because they can hold chiton ions. Okay, so the more of those clay particles or, or get the higher the CEC would be or cation exchange capacity. Right. Okay. So soil acidification, I know you've had a, a, a workshop on this not too long ago. Uh, it's kind of getting a lot of press, a lot of people talking. What's the big deal about soil acidification? So soil acidification can be a big deal because the pH or soil acidity is um, a, we, also, we call it the master of soil health. So the soil pH affect many characteristics of, of the soil. So I'd like to look at this issue in different angles. Uh, I'd like to look at in uh, terms of soil and in terms of crop and also from long-term sustainability point of view. So uh, in terms of soil, so when your soil pH decreases, the soil, uh, say soil chemistry, soil fertility, soil um, biological properties will shift. So if your soil change from uh, neutral to low pH, um, then for example, your soil fertility. So uh, most of uh, essential nutrients for crops are most available at neutral pH. So if your pH is very low, and then your base saturation starts to decrease. Your uh, nutrients availability start to decrease. So, and another thing is, if your soil pH is low enough, say very low, lower than four, lower than five or four point seven for some soils, and you start to see aluminum, and uh, the crops have a lot of crops have very limited amount of tolerate tolerance to the aluminum. So you could have aluminum toxicity problems. And in terms of uh, microbial communities, so if you, uh, most of um, bacteria, they have a optimum soil pH. They like neutral pH-ish. So if pH is very low, some of the mic uh, microbes are not tolerant to low pH, therefore their population decreases. And that can outbalance the good microbes in terms of, in, 
in relation to bad, because some uh, some fungi they have uh, more of tolerance to low pH. So when your pH is low, then your good microbes will decrease, and then which leaves the unbalanced of microbial activities. And like you said, you know our soils prior to uh, farming cultivation were somewhat neutral, but yes. now we've We've been farming them for a long time and using it's the uh, certain types of nitrogen fertilizer mainly that drives uh, the pH down. We've been doing that long enough that we're starting to get into this area where we're concerned that we might, uh, what's the analogy I've heard, fall off a cliff. We've, you know, we haven't seen big falls in yields yet, but we're getting close to the point where a lot of people think maybe we will if we go much further. Is that is that part of the the reason why there's all of a sudden some focus on this where there hasn't been that much focus up until recently? Yes. So um, I've heard that a lot and uh, that I think that can be a big deal. Uh, the reasons I think that um, farmers have not been seeing uh, a big yield reduction or not seeing big yield increase uh, from liming. So uh, one reason is that uh, availability of um, aluminum tolerant varieties are available uh, for wheat. Uh, another reason is that uh, for some of the trials that I know for liming, are not done on the fields where the pH is as low as what we think. So uh, the aluminum does not show up in most of soils until soil pH is lower than 5.2. And some soils, you may not see aluminum until, uh, soluble aluminum, excuse me, until soil pH is as low as 4.9, 4.7. Okay. Yeah, but if we leave it without doing anything, uh, your soil pH will continuously decline because you will continuously apply fertilizers. And that, if we leave it un treated and then your soil pH continues to decline. Another issue that I see with that is then you will have subsoil acidification problems. Once you have subsoil acidification problems, then that will be very difficult to correct and it is very expensive to correct. Okay. So how do farmers know if their soils have been severely acidified? Is there a test they can do or something they see out in the field that tells them that might be occurring? Right. So the way that farmers can tell if they have soil acidification problems is to test their soil pH. Soil pH is a uh, very good indicator of soil acidity and soil acidification. So they can continuously monitor their soil pH. So when, when they send the soil samples to the soil testing labs, they often come back with soil pH. And if not, they can ask for soil pH. 
Um, and there's another thing that they can do that farmers can do by themselves. So there are things like uh, portable portable uh, pH meters that farmers can take to the fields and walk around and um, test soil pH in the field. So Dr. Paul Carter published a extension publications uh, describing how to use those type of uh, meters and how they can do in-field testing. Okay, and soil pH fairly uniform in a field or can it change quite a bit? Uh, does it change Across the landscape and by depth, I imagine there's. Um, so I guess how 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 does a farmer go about checking uh, right. that soil pH across a field? Right, that's a very good question. So uh, soil pH can be very different from one area to another area. So that's why I said uh, I recommend farmers to walk around in within the fields and test in different spots so that they have a good idea where their soils are more acidified than other areas. And another thing I want to emphasize is how you sample soils. Is, is very, very important when you want to, to uh, monitor the change in soil pH. So uh, if you want to test soil pH in a conventional tilled uh, field, so uh, do not take samples deeper than your tillage zone. So six inch is, is a, a good sort, uh, sampling depth for conventionally tilled soils. So if you uh, are measuring soil pH for uh, no-till field, I recommend you to take soils at different depth. So you will take z uh, zero to two inch, two to four, and four to inch layers of soils. And then you test soil pH for each layer, and that way you can see where your low pH is. So if for any reason, which is possible, I haven't seen that, you see low pH for all three layers, then your soil is pretty in a very pretty bad situation for soil acidification. And then you may want to go deeper because you may also have subsoil acidification problems. Okay. Well, so sounds like if you're going to use nitrogen fertilizers, you're going to be acidifying your soil. What can farmers do to slow down that process or delay how long uh, it is before they, they suffer the consequences of really uh, low soil pH and acidification? So in terms of re uh, slowing down soil acidification process. So there are a few, a few things we can do. So remember the main reason of soil acidification is nitrogen applications. Actually, it's not only nitrogen, some other fertilizers like sulfur also acidify soils, but the main, re the main uh, reason for soil acidification is nitrogen because we apply large amount of nitrogen fertilizers. So, and since we know that is the cause, and then if we can, uh, any practices that can improve nitrogen use efficiency, any practices can reduce nitrogen loss, then that will help with slowing down acidification problems. 
And another thing is that remember I talked about buffering capacity. So soil organic matter is a very important component uh, in terms of soil buffering capacity. So uh, the higher the soil organic matter is, then the higher soil buffering capacity, which means uh, more resistant to pH change. So any practices that you can increase soil organic matter, that will be helpful. For example, uh, leave the residue in the field, do not harvest straw, do not burn the straw, um, and other things that you can improve uh, soil organic matter is, for example, put uh, apply soil amendment, like uh, manure, uh, compost, say um, biochar, uh, biosolid. So I was talking about to somebody the other day asking about biosolid. If biosolid will change soil pH, um, so I told I told him, well, it depends. So if you have uh, biosolid that is treated by a base, then it does uh, uh, increase soil pH, and if not, it could even decrease a little bit soil pH. But it does provide large amount of organic matter, which is very helpful. Um, in terms of um, increasing soil pH, um, besides amendments uh, I mentioned, a uh, quick way of doing it is to apply lime materials. So in terms of applying lime materials, it can be a little tricky uh, because there are many different types of lime materials. Uh, and different lime materials have different lime scores so um, for the same soil, if you use different lime materials, then you will need different amount of lime materials. And for different soils, if you want to change the pH from one level to another level, and then you will re require different amount of lime materials. For example, if you have five soils and your other soils have so uh, pH, say 4.5, and you want to increase the pH from 4.5 to 5, and all those five soils you will find out will require five different amount of lime materials. So, so it can be tricky to, uh, to for this calculation. So um, WSU extension does have a series of publication to have farmers to determine how much uh, lime uh, is required so that there is a publication that has a link to the uh, a spreadsheet that they can download the spreadsheet and put required parameters in there and it will tell you how much lime you should apply. Okay, so if our listeners are interested in, in finding out more information, where do they go to get that? Yeah, so uh, get on smallgreens.wsu.edu and on the left, click uh, Soil and Water Conservation, and then you click Publication, and you scroll down, you will see a number of publications. And among those publications, there is a series of three publications. One of them has a link to the spreadsheet. Okay, very good. So our listeners who want to um, find these publications, we'll... Uh include a link in our show notes. So soil acidification, an issue uh, in this area. 
And if you want more information, go to smallgrains.wsu.edu. Right. Thank you very much, Haying. Thank you, Drew. Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Week Beat Podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app so you never miss an episode. And leave us a review while you're there. If you have questions for us that you'd like to hear addressed on future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu. You can also reach out on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications in the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next week.